Okay, Craig's here. Super's here. Eugene's How's it here. Going? Super. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Really good. Um, we are talking on the Saturday after the international clash. There's no game today, so we're bored and sad. So we're having a chat here. Um, and hopefully tomorrow we're going to talk to Team Canada about their great win. And then hopefully we're going to put this up on the internet at some point if I can work out how to do audio editing. Hopefully people will listen to it and enjoy hopefully. it. Yeah, hopefully. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's the Saturday after the International Clash. We were both media reps for Team Europe, right? Did you enjoy that? Oh, really, really. I really enjoyed that. Um, that was a great experience for both me personally um, as a person, but also as a touristical player. I learned a lot from uh, Team Europe uh, discussions and games and how those guys were thinking um, and you know deciding on particular moves. Um, I learned a lot, but also it was great experience, you know, um, personal experience because I really grew fond of those guys, um, Gino yeah. Zivok, Bishigoa, um, Halai, and also our alternate, alternates who didn't actually play uh, that much, but still they, they joined us. Um, it was a great fun. Everybody had some laughs. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was, I agree. It was really good. Like, I learned a lot. It was really fun. And I think just, like, the games were so good. Like, at the start, I wasn't sure whether they would be... Because there's a, not, there's a chance that playing together, people play worse mm -hmm. because you, like, can't decide what to do. But I think in the end, the standard was so high. It was really cool how great they were, they were the games. Oh yeah, uh, that was probably you know Termistica of the highest level um, actually ever played. You know, for yeah. uh, for incredible, experienced and skilled minds playing together. Um, yeah, the uh, communication was certainly um, a thing that everybody had to uh, you know figure out uh, how to do it efficiently, how to discuss and make particular moves. Um, but as we as we saw during the the tournament itself. Um, everybody did, did a pretty good job on that. You know, yeah. almost every single team has won a game um, there. Um, uh, apart from the fact that all, all those games, you know, lasted for like three hours or something, uh, <laughs> which was kind of predictable. But yeah, they they did a very good job. Um, and I'm really curious how the other teams actually approached um, this whole tournament and the whole you know, uh, team play aspect here. What yeah, were their which... ideas? How did they practice and this kind of stuff? Yeah, hopefully we can get some of that from Canada. And also, I think Chris is going to release the recordings of all the other teams. So it'll be interesting to hear, um, even though that's going to be a lot of listening. But yeah, everyone should, I imagine most people listening to this have watched at least some of the games, but everyone should go and watch them because they're great and they were really well put together. Um, our beloved team Europe won two of the group games. Yep, um, that's right. USA won our, one of them. Yep. Yeah, USA yeah. won one of them. Um, Asia won one of them also that, on Fury. That with, was a great game. That half yeah, fire axe on um, on half links. Um, and Team Canada won two of them actually. So yeah, yeah. and I, they pretty much you know we can consider Team Canada. Um, they almost won our home field uh, game during week three when they were playing Chaos Magicians and they managed to score like how many? 10, 15 points less than um, Team Europe while also having zero towns. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, every other team, I mean, every other team, Team Europe uh, in particular was messing with their hexes here and there. Um, so, yeah, uh, they were in a pretty tough spot, but. If things you know broke just a little bit better for them, um, I believe they had a huge shot in winning that game too. So overall, um, in my opinion, they fully deserve the international clash crown win. You know. Yeah, because the final was last week, and they crushed it with a really like awesome nomads game. Uh, 
it was it was good and i want to i want to shout out team brazil because i think they they had the the less the lowest depth of field i think of all of the regions but they still managed to play some like really good games and they didn't get the results and they ended up being the team that wasn't in the final but um they were they were also playing really well that's true and also you know um if we take um, every single game final scores and you know we check the margin between particular teams and uh, there wasn't such a big difference between them and brazil actually managed to you know um be competitive with all those other teams that you know how many of them there were in team brazil actually two or three players for every single game yeah so yeah they did a really good job you know um I was actually the most impressed with their with their gameplay, you know. Yeah. Um, having uh, so few players uh, and still manage to be competitive is just um, I'm speechless, actually. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was going to ask you what your favorite moment was, and I think it'll probably be the same as mine. But yep. go ahead. Um, my favorite moment was um, when we when Team Europe was playing. Um, uh, it was Steam's Europe game in week three um, on base map with no landscapes. And yeah, when Bishigo was piloting our team there, everybody had a good fun. And the very my uh, one personally favorite favorite uh, moment was um, when guys decided to dig um, triple dig uh, <laughs> Team Canada's hex D2 gray into black, claiming it for themselves. Destroying their town, destroying their game, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't like it because, you know, they crushed Team Canada um, specifically. But, you know, the idea that you can, they could, you know, they found a way to justify such a move, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. In, in, in this tournament, if I was playing, I would never do it. You know, yes. it, I would feel, you know, too threatened. I felt it was, you know, too high risk, uh, too much effort put. You know, into destroying one other one player's game. You know, there are two others there. So the fact that they managed to do it and you know justify and their move was just um, and and you know apart from the fact that we had some fun with it, laughing a bit. But yeah, yeah, that was my favorite, or maybe the bridge block later in that game. And it, yeah, again, it's not like they were just. They were having, they were clearly just having so much fun doing that. The fact that it was yep. such a wild move, and I think Gino said something like, "Oh, I can't wait for the to listen to the casters when they when they hear see <laughs> us right. play players or whatever." And That's I think right. I might have then put that in the in the Twitch chat maybe because it was it was a cool moment, and uh, yeah, I hope, yeah, it was in the right spirit. Like it was a good move as it turned out, but yeah. it was unexpected for sure and they were they were really in, enjoying themselves and so it was it was super fun listening to them uh play that yeah. game that's yeah and they won the game which was really good and everyone was really excited after um yeah so maybe we can ask canada what some of their favorite moments were similarly when they when they eventually beat europe and got their revenge later in the tournament um so yeah, yeah. i was just gonna say like while we're talking about it well done to everyone involved in the in the thing which includes us i guess i'm saying we did a good job as well but mostly chris obviously chris the amazing Huge guy shadow. yeah who set the whole thing up i don't know i assume it was his idea i don't know if he got the idea from anyone else but anyway it was a brilliant idea for a tournament and he runs it so well but the whole everyone who was involved was brilliant lizzie in her different locations every time reporting from the yeah. flight school and the chaos portal and the driller which was my own favorite <laughs> the driller the driller with the halflings um and then all the casters are so i i don't i i struggle to understand how brilliant the casters are um yeah they are they all do such a good job um yeah so i will talk to you tomorrow super with team canada hopefully and we will see how they got on from team canada the victorious team canada we've got danny and zoras say hi guys hello hey hello. 
Marius. Thank you for coming and talking to us. We were, I was saying we were bored and sad after the international clash and we wanted to congratulate you and just, we wanted to talk to you a bit about what it was like playing the games and how it felt to win. Um, Cause it was, it was such a good tournament. And uh, yeah, I'm keen to talk about it with you. Yeah, definitely. It's an interest, it was an interesting tournament for sure. It was a lot of uh, ups and downs, but yeah, it was really, really good. Oh yeah, it was quite an experience. Mm -hmm. So who was playing in the final? I was. Yeah, it was our, uh, our captain. Or Papa Moose, as, 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 as we called him. And, yeah. and did you have, did you swap around in the game? Because in the final, you had like the four core team members, right? You didn't have alternates, but did the alternates play in the, in the games before that? Yeah, um, Weber, so Aaron uh, Weber played on uh, the last game, our home game, when we were qualified. Uh, Chris Ho actually was the one uh, who uh, suggested, he, at first he wasn't sure that he would be able to make it to that game, but even when he knew that he would be able, he said that it would be good to give an, an alternate a little bit of uh, practice and a chance to join the tournament. I think it had been uh, good leadership for him from him to uh, suggest that them. Uh, that's just really like the kind of guy that Chris Hill is. I think he's a uh, very, very good leader. He was a good asset for us. Yeah. Nice, nice. Definitely. He's the one wearing pants, right? <laughs> we're all we're all we're all wearing the pants. Uh, we're, it's, it's, we we have we all have a turn with the pants. That's that's that's. <laughs> Like our alternates, actually, I think it was only like Weber who could make it out to the games. I think, and uh, yeah. but 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 they helped us immensely in like reviewing the games and practicing with us and and just you know talking strategy and about like whole this whole communication process. And so that even off the field, like their help was really valuable. So yeah, yeah. The mm. other alternate was uh, Gordon Diorak. Yeah. Um, and uh, he wasn't available for that game. Um, but yeah, uh, both him and uh, Weber, and also our media rep, Ryan the Man, were all uh, very, very uh, supportive and active and uh, giving us feedback, giving us practice. I think it was uh, very, very helpful. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And then what was it like winning that last game? Like, you sounded on the, have you listened back to the cast when they dropped in on the, you at the end and you were singing and it, it sounded like a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I think, um, especially because like the, the last game was kind of a, it was really a different game, I think, than most of the rest because like the auction was super short. It was, and we were kind of surprised, I guess, to have nomads at, at, at that price. Would you agree, like uh, Zoras? Like we, it, we we felt good right right from the beginning in, in that game because we we thought we had we had a pretty good hand the way the auction yeah. went. I felt it was a fair auction. Well, we had mm -hmm. a very very good first one, much better than we did in at first. I think we it's really expect, exceeded expectations. And after the first round, I thought that yeah. We it, it was a game for us to lose. Really. I think I think we were in the lead from that point, and we hang on there. Uh, but but even then, we were we, we were kind of not believing it. Like until the end, like 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 yeah. from round five, like George was kind of saying already that you know it's almost in the bag. We're like, no, don't jinx it. Like we'll just <laughs> we, we 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 just want to see it through, and then and then we'll we'll celebrate after. But yeah, it ended yeah. up being a a convincing win. So f feels pretty good. You don't have like the the full uh, soundtrack yet from Team Canada, but uh, it's th th there was like a lot of time in between where we uh, and Danny's rights George we started to see. I think we got this guys, and we we were just like not believing it. <laughs> it was it was very very uh, exciting at that point. And well, when when we were sure that we got it, uh, I remember it was like such a a, a strong team moment at that point, at that point. Yeah, I've got um, I've got a statistic which I've been working on. I'll upload it to the Discord if you can see it. So, have you ever seen those things where, um, like they do in the Olympics, like the most successful country per capita based on population? 
Oh. <laughs> so, so I was thinking about, I was looking at the, because Lizzie posted the points that every team got overall in the tournament and that you guys, even if it was just based on points, you still would have won. And I was thinking, what if you do it per capita? So Asia, <laughs> right. Asia got a lot of points, but Asia is so big. There's, <laughs> there's 4 billion people in Asia. So they get like a really low score in points per capita. Europe, quite a lot of people in Europe, quite a lot of people in USA. Yeah. Brazil yeah. do quite well because it's quite a small country. So Brazil do quite well on the points per capita score. But Canada, just, Canada they just absolutely smash it because you've only yeah. got 37 <laughs> million people. Yeah, something like that. It's funny because, because, the, because Zoras was, was talking about that also, like during the tournament, right? You were, you were saying that, you know, we're kind of the underdogs in a way, in a mathematical way, because of of this the stat you just yeah. you just put there. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a point of the tournament where, because at first it was extremely hard. Our first practice game it was a disaster. Oh, um, <laughs> and the first practice games, I mean, it's it, at first we we really like had difficulty playing in this tournament. It's it's hard to adapt, and we we were feeling. We were much worse, actually, as a group than we played individually. And um, I, that's, at some point, I remember I, I was trying to find motivation. It's one thing that I, I brought up yeah. the fact that we were we were a huge underdog, and just being in the tournament was an accomplishment. <laughs> uh, just try to change the frame of mind. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you guys, um, how did you actually uh, prepare for the uh, for the international clash? How many practice games did you have? Um, and I mean, how did you approach it? Uh, because we've got some understanding how Team Europe, um, you know, prepared for it by assigning different roles and you know, s you know, switching um, the pilots. But I'm curious how um, how did it go with you guys there? Did you have um, an initial plan? How this how did those practice games actually, you know? Uh, play. Uh, we like we started at the beginning, and we thought like we really need to specialize. You know, have like diff mitros uh, to play in, um, and we start like trying different things. And we had spreadsheet which we wanted to work, and I think <laughs> in the end, all of this was just uh, a big mistake. It was really dragging us down, <laughs> and you know, as as it progressed, we learned to. Uh, give it a little bit different. Um, we kind of adopted more uh, the, the idea that everyone can uh, chip in, uh, but moderately. Like you don't have to, you don't want to overflow uh, too much information. Uh, and the driving player uh, will sometimes give missions, like special. Not instead of having like roles, a fixed role, we will give missions. Say, uh, uh, tell me what I can build with our resources for next round. No, um, and how or, much? How much uh, does I need? How much network do I need to beat this faction or this faction? Or how how far can they get? Like, yeah. How many buildings can can they reach? Do Do I need to to build the fifteen the, the fifteen structure, or can I just sit at fourteen and win stuff stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you know that's kind of funny because at the end I think we were pretty good at doing that. And if you listen to um, um the, the the full like audio of the game i end up doing almost nothing in the end <laughs> it's, oh, it's okay. the other uh, kind of the other do the thinking and they suggest lines uh, uh, and, um I, I almost don't calculate anything which was like very comfortable for me <laughs> and uh, mainly mainly what i was doing was deciding between the different options that they yeah, yeah, I think I think the driving player was was kind of like in charge of like like choosing the the the, the center line, like the, the main strategy, you know, the main like yeah. objectives to to attain, and then at, uh, and then we we the other supporting team members uh, like like there was a sense of respect, you know, because all of all of our teammates were are, are really good players, and so like uh, we kind of respect the decision that. Like this is the line we're taking, and let's try to enhance that instead of uh, like throwing wild ideas that that would diverge the path too much from 
what what was picked. And after in the later rounds, that's when the nitpicking comes. You know, the, the like mm-hmm. the final like resource points, the the cult battles, the network. So yeah, that's like when when the central when the center line was set, and that's when we could like dig in and and like. Uh, choose our tactics more wisely, like which order to build stuff, who do we give leech and, and, and things like that. Yeah, that was the main thing, you know, it's trust the, the, the driver for the beginning and like the general strategy and then use the other resources, uh, like the, play, the other players to like calculate more itsy bitsy, tiny little stuff. Uh, that was the main uh, thing, I think. And did you have like the pilot has the final say on moves or did you ever like vote on moves or or how did you, if you weren't sure, did you decide? Actually, that's one thing that we uh, ban at some point, <laughs> the idea of voting. Because, I mean, it's it's difficult to trust yourself and to have the team sometimes. It's easy to want to put things on the vote, but in the end, uh, the pilot, the driver, is the one who has the best overview, the most information. Um, and I remember uh, that Chris, uh, Chris is a very inclusive guy, and I, I remember once I said, like, you have to, you have to trust yourself. You have to be the one making the decision when you're driving. And uh, yeah. I, I try. We all try to adapt this mentality. And once we started to do that, it was much better. I, I don't think it can be run as a democracy. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, there's also a way that you know, when when we vote on 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 a move, like a move is only good in relation to what the other team will do like the other teams will do and we're not in the other team's heads so like when when we're voting on 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 a move uh we might think it's the best move but then maybe we didn't consider this one thing that that you know maybe this other move would have been so so even even if we take a vote at the end it's really impossible to know which is the best so it just makes us lose valuable time and it just throws confusion like in uh in, in the in the mix and so we we kind of, yeah, like Zora said, we kind of like adopted a, a benevolent dictatorship, uh, so to speak, like where I, where the, the driver is a, is a benevolent dictator, which is a, a good system if, you know, he, you trust uh, that, <laughs> that, that he has the team's best interests at heart. So, yeah. Yeah, that's where you have to, you have to have that belief in the pilot at that point, mm-hmm. right? That you know, and I mean, if you've got Zora's piloting, you're you're not you're not going to be too worried about it. But no, oh, uh, exactly. We we had we had confidence in every player. I mean, uh, there was discussion at the end if uh, I should be driving or not. Um, I think like uh, there was some very good. Uh, everyone played very well. I mean, I, I'm happy with all the game, but I think anyone could have driver in the last game. Um, yeah. Maybe the other thing to add about like banning votes is that it gives you a much more coherent game plan. Uh, I remember in the in the early games that we were playing, it was kind of going in all directions because uh, there wasn't like one person really really in charge, and so that 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 mm. was a big improvement, I think. So was that the main thing you struggled with? Was just having a direction, and that was where letting the pilot sort of yeah be that benevolent dictator was the way to sort of solve that problem yeah we we also had a lot of trouble in communication uh we worked a lot on communication i i remember at the beginning i was uh, like when i was uh, advising i was throwing all kinds of options you know <laughs> and I, then i realized that we were, we were all doing that yeah i think yeah exactly but sometimes you need those because that's how you got like that five power priest idea, right? You need those wild ideas sometimes. They're the best ones. Yeah, but, yeah, it's true. But you have to be selective at the same time, you know? Uh, you don't want to overcrowd the pilot of informations. Yeah, the main thing was like uh, uh, to to learn to really think things through before like speak. Because because even though it's not a physical space like the the audio of the team is kind of a sort of a, a space in itself and so when you when you speak a lot you kind of occupy a lot of that space and you add in time in there so so if you, if you don't like take a second to just like make your your thoughts more precise and more concise and like more straight to the point and like i, I for me that's what i was doing like to improve like i instead of like just I used to think I'm I, 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 I'm used to like thinking out loud, 
but so that yeah. was a challenge for me because I, I'm used to like okay like debating with myself uh, kind of but but I, I needed to learn to you know think things through in my head or like just write it down a little bit before and then judging if it's a good enough uh thing to propose and what are the implications so that was a that was the learning curve for, for me personally that's quite useful just for life in general i guess like that's quite a good tip for yeah. good communication <laughs> yeah exactly you know you know it's 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 it, it would be really bad you know if for example if you 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 think like of a whole plan and like you know it's you know, it all depends on like taking the priest action but you don't realize that the priest action is taken then you've just wasted everybody's time because <laughs> your your whole your whole hypothesis just just crumbled you know so it's like that's an that's an overly simplified example but you get you get the idea obviously the time management was um the thing probably all the teams were struggling a bit but uh did you guys have many um disagreements during the um you know um uh, games like real games not practice games um whether you know uh did, did you end up um in any situations where um you know you divided you were divided by in in two groups and you know two guys wanted to pass early two guys wanted to build something else and you know you had to you know um longer discussion on the topic i think i have one really good example which was in game three where like we, we decided to to dig b5 instead of securing c2 uh, all right Ooh. yeah yeah <laughs> i mean that that was that, we we i i i'll take the the bullet i i was the one who suggested we 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 forego c2 and we just expand and like score more on the dwelling round and in hoping that you know i, I just we, we we didn't see the temp ship play i think it was it was kind of a a small permutation like a small probably that you guys I, i i didn't i didn't watch back the game recently so I, i don't know how probable it was that you took temp ship and steal that away from us but uh so in that in that moment i think we were divided uh Yeah. Uh, I'll back up Danny on that one. Uh, no one of us saw that uh, C2 could be digged by Darklings. So it wasn't like uh, people were afraid that Darklings dig C2 when we were yeah. debating. But no one of us saw it. And considering that... Yeah, Deep Finesse didn't see it on the cast or Jekyll. I don't think either of them were expecting it either. I think they mentioned it, though. Yeah, it was, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. That was just brilliant. So... Uh, What what happened was that Danny suggested this this line of going for more dwellings, and I was a pilot, and I I thought it was the best line when he suggested it, so I I decided in favor of it. And I think that it was the best line as <laughs> if you don't realize that Darklings are going to date City. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we we had like so I think all the time we had disagreements. Uh, it's quite normal and uh, that's where having again uh, come back to the side of someone in charge uh, was a good thing um also i know in the in the tournament as we progressed and be preparing for the last game i realized um that i had a tendency to listen a little less to george because i think he's more quiet is the more quiet uh, of the my two other teammates Uh, mm. So I, I remember uh, that for that last game, I made a point to myself to uh, listen more, to give more weight to his opinion, and not uh, not be dragged, you know, by this. Uh, um, yeah. You know, to uh, to assess more uh, is uh, to kind of compensate from the fact that he will talk a bit less. And then I'll be biased by his quiet demeanor. Yeah, I noticed that with Europe, they had. Um... Pichigo was was quieter and he he his English is great, but he sort of was worried about his English quality. But every so often he would just he would chip in with something and it would just be like a killer line. And it, a lot of those weird darklings lines in that game, I think, came from him. <laughs> he was playing that game. Yeah. Uh was he part of it? I think yes, he was, he was piloting yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he was the guy that, you know, uh, was just, for the most part, you know, sitting behind, um, giving his opinions, whether he agrees or not. And from time to time, he would just, you know, come out of nowhere and say, hey, how about we dig this hex, right? And everybody's <laughs> like, a moment of silence? And yeah, that's great. Let's do it. Yeah, good job, Bishigo, all right? Um, yeah. yeah. He, was the, he was the creative one right there, you know. 
Exactly, and uh, that's uh, a, a good parallel because in the very same game, uh, George had suggested a line in round six, which would have give us a second place in that game. And yeah. that's the one where I went with uh, uh, with what with my gut at that point. Uh, and afterward, I realized like ah, she'll have, she'll have listened to Jordan that one. So uh, in in the last game, uh, I think I did a better job. Was it the taking action six, right? I think it was the the taking action six in the yeah 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 exactly yeah, exactly. yeah I, I I I thought it was a good I I know why I didn't uh, I thought it was it was good too, but I I guess at that time we were like so stressed and a bit you know under the effects of that that game was I think it was the most intense one intense one yeah. for us and so we were like a bit overwhelmed and trying to recover and trying to figure out the math and all the possible paths so uh yeah that's when you were darklings on fjords is that what the one you're talking about we when we were uh, no, no, chaos, no. Ma chaos magicians yeah. on the on, on base map uh, ah okay right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, we've, we're we're going to refer to Team Europe quite a lot here. Well, obviously we're their media representatives, um, but mm -hmm. I was curious about one thing because um, your first game in week two you finished up second, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, yeah. The third one uh, you ended fourth, um, and then yeah. you were second and first first again. So uh, my question is, um, did you guys um, did the results of those particular games? influence your attitude towards you know uh, upcoming games so that for example when you ended up fourth um uh, in the week three did you guys you know um did it influence you in a uh, positive way that you know you, you you had to focus more a bit or you practiced more or in more negative way for example that you know you, you were just i know um upset a bit um did 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 the results of particular games influence your um you know approach and attitude towards games yeah uh you know uh, after that chaos magician game it was like such a whole right and uh we because we finished fourth but by one point away from uh sagan and third which were tied uh, and we played i think a, a great game in many ways this game and i i, I was well, super then. frustrated uh, <laughs> and you know uh after that we had practice game uh, and we played fakir and oh, uh, on, that yeah. on, on that practice game at some point jackal was playing against us and uh, we had three yellows that were dig two cold spades on the screen in between round and that kind of completely destroyed our game again <laughs> so, uh, we were feeling like a little targeted uh, at that point uh, oh, no. and if you look like the game after we went uh, it, it definitely influenced our play because the game after we went we we went heavy uh, bidding on dark things uh, we wanted like a faction that harder to intimidate you know that's less fragile mm -hmm. and that that can have um offensive yeah. power as well uh and the uh the other game the fourth game where with tim canada team canada we went with uh nomads and uh contrary to what people expected we built this stronghold a lot earlier and again i i, I felt that uh we we felt that we needed muscles in this tournament yeah Right. Okay. So you, you sort of went in fighting a little bit with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it seems that in in the format because there are so many players like keeping track of what other teams do, it feels that there was more room for aggression. Uh, or uh, actually, I don't know if it's just trauma after that like last magician game. Uh, yeah. yeah. We felt the need to be a bit more on the offensive. And to add to add to that, also on the the, the, it was kind of a double-edged sword because the, the, the like Zora said, we we felt that in the game three and like the, the following practice game, which he mentioned, we were kind of being heavily targeted. But but at the same time, that was it kind of, it's kind of a bittersweet feeling. The bitter part, Zora explained it, but the sweet feeling is that you know if we're targeted, it means that it means that people think like we're actually a threat, and so we we kind of we, we especially in that game three because I, I think most. Like both witches and darklings, you know, witches with their initial placement, and, and darklings with you know the move of the tournament, perhaps maybe. 
uh, were, were kind of heavily targeting us. So we we were like, okay, well, we're we're we have a strong stand in in this tournament. So let's let's use that energy to uh, to you know turn it to our advantage and 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 keep that in mind instead of thinking about it as a fourth place. And you know, uh, like like Zora said, we're two points away from like a clean second place also. So. I mean that, that it's it's heartbreaking, but then again, when you look at it in a more like mathematical way, so to speak, it it's really you know it's not it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's a difference between going away thinking you've you've played a bad game and lost, or played a good game, or well, you know, if you mm -hmm. if you feel like you did what you could and you just got targeted or you got unlucky in some way, then that's a good feeling going into the next one, maybe. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I, uh, yeah, you, you can spin it that way, but at the time, I think we're pretty down. It's it's a bit like losing in overtime for for. Yeah, I mean, on the the night, the night of it, sure. But like after, like you know, digesting it and like sitting on it for a few days, I, I think we we managed to you know shift into the more like okay, people respect us here. That that's 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 yeah. the that's the takeaway, I, I guess. Yeah. And then you won the like Super said you won the last group game, and so you weren't first seeded, but you you'd, you'd gone in with that win. So then, were you pretty confident in the final? And um, you took Nomads again. Did, was that affected by the fact you just had a really good game with Nomads winning in the previous game? Uh, I, I think Nomads, like like Zora said, I think Nomads can are 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 both a very safe and can be a pretty aggressive faction and i think we've seen nomads win a lot in in this in this tournament i think they've won three games uh right yeah they won the last three games yeah exactly uh w with all different strategies which 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 like the the first win was from team usa with like a wild digging game which is super cool then we won with a mid stronghold game and then we won again with like a no stronghold game at all uh so so i think that we uh, we felt that you know that having that versatility and having the, uh, especially on base map, they're pretty good. So uh, we were really comfortable with with nomads, but we didn't. I don't think we we kind of picked them, tried to play them because we just won with them. But I think we we just we just figured it was the best faction here. Uh, do, you, do you agree, Zoras? You have something. Yeah, I think yeah, their flexibility is a good point, and especially when you have like many people around the table, the, uh, the possibility of exploiting different strategies even greater because everyone can chip, it, chip in with uh, their IDs and how the faction is played. So I think that's that's a little advantage for Nomads, for a flexible faction like Nomads. But in general, you felt good going into that final? You felt like you, you had a good chance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not not to sound cocky or or or, but we were. I think we were confident, especially after that last win. You know, winning, winning in your home game is is pretty like it's not, like it's even better than just winning. I think it, it's a it's a good feeling. So it definitely we were we were uh, having momentum. I think you know, and we we kind of felt like we we could keep it going. And yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that we had a shot for sure, but at the same time, there was the feeling that we were going after a very good team. Uh, it's a one game that winner take all, so everything can happen. But yeah, I think we, we were confident that we could do it. Uh, we had a very, very good practice game just before with engineers, yeah. uh, with an air to engineers team. Oh, that, was, and, uh, that, was, that was sweet. Nice, wow. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, the, the level of confidence was pretty good at that point for sure. And we, we, we you know, we we knew that. Like, it, it's also by that time, I think we we perfected is a like given the time. Like, I, I think we were playing at our best as a team. Also, like there was there was no more like ambiguity. There was no more like, like everybody. Like we kind of, we kind of hear like the natural rhythm of how people speak. And we kind of like it, it's also that you know when you when you're when you speak with the same group of people you kind of like hear the recognize the patterns and like you kind of know in advance when they're going to talk which was not the case at the beginning which was another thing yeah. that made it really hard like people constantly interrupting each other or but, but, but yeah. As, as yeah as we started we 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 learned to recognize that and 
I think we were just having fun at the end. Uh, that, that's the big. That's also one of the big takeaways that Zoras actually, uh, you know, put forward. You know, not pressuring ourselves too much uh, with the spreadsheets or the math or the roles or who's shadowing who and stuff. I was also the one pushing the the spreadsheet at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting because the tournament was like there was some discussion of whether those first five games mattered or not. But it sounds like even if they didn't really matter for the score or for the final standings, they did matter in terms of playing the games, learning from how you played it, improving, and then taking that into the final a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's uh, it's it's practice, you know, and and I think it's it's in in a, in kind of a nice way. I think since it's like the first tournament of this format, I think it's a good thing that that the 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 four first the first four games don't really matter in quotation marks because yeah everybody's new at this like no one has experience doing mm -hmm. I don't think I don't think anyone has ever played uh four four player perfection tm uh so I think it was a good thing for for the first edition to be uh constructed this way maybe the other editions will will be different who knows but uh yeah uh, you you got a good point there, EJ. That's uh, yep. So in general, uh, I, like I, I presume you you think it was a good tournament and you had a good fun. Like, um, did you did was it as you expected? And um, did you did you enjoy playing in it? Basically, yeah. I think uh, you know uh, we we didn't know what to expect. Uh, I. Before, like uh, as Danny said, I mean, uh, usually you play like several. When two person play for uh, same faction, it's uh, because you have you're playing with friends and you have one too many to play the game that you want to play. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so we we had like no experience in that. Didn't know what to expect, but it was it ended up being really really a blast and. Um, I, I know Bezo mentioned this, that he wanted to encourage people to uh, work in smaller group, and uh, that, that really had this effect um, on us. I mean, the, the having like this kind of reference group with whom to discuss strategy and uh, play regularly with you to meet was, uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I won't say I, it, it exceeded my expectations. Like not not that I thought that it wouldn't be fun. I, I thought it would be fun. Obviously, it's Terra Mystico, and and you know we're all playing with 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 like the top of the top. But but like just the the they get to know each other better. The the community, the team building, the uh, especially in a time where like you know you can't really play board games in live as much as 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 you mm. could before. And so that uh, like uh, finding again that that camaraderie, that that sense of like uh group it is yeah. what it is you know it, it was uh it, it was pretty nice yeah. rather than sitting there on your own playing terra mystica playing it with chatting with people and yeah playing it yeah you you sprinkle a, a bit of national a bit of healthy nationalism uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. in, <laughs> in there you know it's it's yeah it's, it's it's really pleasant it was really fun uh so you'll enter again next year if if there's another one are you, are you guys going to try and team up again depending on how the teams are picked i wonder how yeah, yeah i wonder how is that that's going to go because maybe maybe if i'm not on team i is, is there is there a new position where it's going to be like kind of a consultant like like to give like feedback or give advice i, I don't know how's the but i would you like, could be a coach you could you could like go yeah. and coach team europe after they lost or something i, <laughs> I guess I guess I want I want other people to to enjoy this experience, but I want to enjoy it. I want to do it again, so I'm kind of like kind of torn between yeah, that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think yeah. the main thing is that I, I really hope that the like the team audio gets opened up to more people, and I'd like encourage everybody to try and do the media rep roles because just mm -hmm. listening to uh, we've talked, me and Super have talked about it, but you learn so much just from listening to you guys play and and how you think about things it was it was really interesting i'm so curious to see how the other teams co communicate when 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 the audios are released yeah and uh, the pedagogy value of, of it i think uh, will be very high because 
you're forced to voice a lot of things um, that mm -hmm. normally you will not. So I think uh, I think it will be very interesting to to hear these audios. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 really I'm looking forward to to that definitely. I've got a question that um, is the most important for me personally. So in the first game, we saw um, a profile pic of um, Christopher Ho. Um, this guy says Kraken, Kraken, right? Um, yeah. So my question is, um, why didn't we see more profile pics like that? Uh, for example, Zoras the Lobster or Danny B the Shrimp or anything like that. Why did you guys end up with just one of them? And 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 by the way, whose whose idea was this actually? I think it was a it was a joint effort. I think <laughs> I think I think Zoras came up with the because it was on on the fjords map. So you know the Kraken, it was themed with like the fjords map. That that that's why the Kraken was 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 frozen, and that's that's Zoras who came up with it. I think yeah. Yeah, I made that up, but it was like the. I, it was the time where we were a little stressed because we didn't do well in practice, and that was uh, our first game of the tournament. And I don't know, I just like uh, made that joke to just to hype, you know, to, to, to well make people a bit more loose to like. The and then, and then, yeah, and then I went and googled like Kraken hats, and I asked if we could Photoshop his. <laughs> on his head and, and actually Bizzle yeah. Bizzle did that yeah, immediately. Bizzle jump, jumped in and <laughs> he made the Photoshop and uh, he um, he actually put it as the profile pic and then we asked Chris if he was okay with it and he thought it was fun and that was like the whole idea of you know losing up a little bit like taking a, ourselves a little less seriously and, uh, yeah it's yeah. got to be fun right you got to have fun yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just that uh, after that, uh, I don't know the kind. <laughs> I, I know that uh, Bizzle said that it took him quite a lot of time to do the photos, but much more time than it should be. We didn't continue with the ID. Uh, so that's just that's just sorry. We also wanted to stay true to our moose theme, I guess. So we don't, we, we didn't want to diverge too much from, you know, our our allegiance to the moose into nautical animals. Exactly, exactly. It was just a one-time thing, as a first thing, and we didn't think of other, other clever puns. I think when when we when we first played the game, uh, the first game after that, we we kind of turned on the more serious mode. Maybe like we we not that we didn't have fun, but we were thinking more about the game and. Sure, and, uh, sure. Other things, but but yeah, it was it, it was kind of fun as a as an entry just to make a statement in a certain way. Yeah. And then, how did you um how did you celebrate at the end? Any particular celebrations? We saw Zoras with a picture of like a huge steak, like the size of a man's head, <laughs> that looked great. Yeah, it looked. I, I I celebrated with some food as well. I ordered. Uh, I don't. We we have something in Quebec called a uh, poutine. Which is, uh, which is oh, uh, like kind of, chips with fries with sauce, yeah, sauce on, right? Chips with uh, with cheese and, and and like kind of kind of a gravy, but I ordered mine with uh, with chicken and it was really good. And I don't have that often because it's not super, it's not the healthiest thing to eat. But you know, from time to time, it's 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 damn good. So I, I had that as a as a celebration as well. It's more Quebecois than Canadian, but it's still you know it's still Canadian. So. Uh, I thought that was a good way to cement the the win. Yeah, in the afternoon after that, after the tournament, I remember being at the same time like completely exhausted. <laughs> if I had uh, yeah. like, run a marathon or something, I was like completely exhausted. But at the same time, like on a cloud, really, <laughs> I was super happy. Because there's that statistic about um, Kasparov like burning whatever like thousands of calories when he plays in tournaments, right? Is it tiring when you've played like a proper game like that for a long time? I think yeah, I think we all we all felt a bit of uh, yeah, we needed time, you know. To I, I couldn't do some like mental activities like right right after. I think it, and also you you know you you want to lean back and you know, just drink it in, you know, just enjoy the. The, the moment, the, the vibe, the, the feeling. 
and yeah. not worry about like thinking in in these scenarios but it was it was it was a bit brain consuming uh yeah until like yeah i think the team aspect also but i mean uh in in this games we will consider much more lines than i will consider if i will play by myself <laughs> so like there's much much more information condensed in about the same amount of time so i i felt these games were were more draining than the others yeah you have to also like not only you give out information but you have to also adjust to what the people are telling you and so mm -hmm. like there, there's there's a you have to maintain like three or four conversations at the same time in your head and just try to figure out you know okay uh well i, I thought i said something like two minutes ago but then like george for example or chris or whatever just said something that counters that so i, I gotta remove that thought from my head and i like, keep sure uh, keep going forward and it's it's uh yeah is it, it the same is. when you're casting? Is it that is it tiring when you're doing the cast in the same way because you're trying to think about four games at once? Uh, from my experience, uh, it it's kind of similar, but there's less there's less on the table. You know, there's less pressure. There's less. Yeah. yeah like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong on casting. You know, it, worst case scenario, it's it's best case scenario. It's really funny, and worst case scenario, it's just it's just neutral, and you know, it's yeah. it's fine. But like in, in the tournament, it's if you're wrong and you're wrong big time, then it's not. You got to measure your thoughts and your words a bit more carefully, I think. Yeah, there's much more pressure and uh, stress will, will take a lot of, uh, of energy too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's more room to, to joke around, you know, in, in the cast, you know, especially if you have like a good chemistry with your co-caster. Yeah. And it's sometimes, you know, it's you, you, you kind of forget about the game for, for a few moments, especially with, you know, Lizzie chiming in, and I mean, I mean, I'm speaking for the inter the IC cast, and it it's kind of a you know you're not constantly thinking about the game like 100. percent Whereas when you're playing, you know, you can't really afford to uh, let your mind go astray for too long because you know there's stuff happening, and you always need to watch out. Like, oh, what what did the other team do? Did they take a priest now? No, did they give the leech to that player? Okay, now they can take double dig before us, and all these. You know, you guys play TM. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, looking to the near future, are you guys playing in the Fire Two Open this season? Have you got automatic? I don't, if have you guys got automatic qualifications, or are you doing qualification? Are you playing? I'm me. I'm not because uh, it's on Fire and Ice map, and I I don't like the Fire and Ice map. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll. I actually haven't played before. It didn't really work out, but maybe, maybe in the future, if it's not on the fire and ice map, maybe I'll I'll try chiming in on that in that tournament. How about you, uh, Loras? Are you playing this this season? I'll try to qualify. So I didn't have a good fire two O last time, so I have to go through qualification. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll try my luck this time. Nice. Chris Ho isn't here, but I am on. This season, I'm on Team Chris Ho fan club because he's got so unlucky in the last few years. <laughs> last few seasons. Yeah, he's always he's always targeted in in the like first with the alchemist. I think he was playing cultists and was it Jesse? I think the the player that yeah 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 Jesse it was G. Jesse G. yeah exactly. And then it was Claybo last season. Yeah, I. I I, I preferred Claybo's move though than Jesse G. I think it was it was, I mean, Claybo's move was I think better, like just from a general standpoint. So I'm I'm less mad about this one, I guess. Yeah. But, it was a bit of a wild move, but yeah, there was there was value to it, right? But it still was super unlucky for Chris. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, Chris is like also the best guy you can have. Really. I mean, he's such like a good person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, 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 I'm totally with you <laughs> on that one. I, he is also super competitive, though. So uh, I'm sure that he wasn't happy with these moves, uh, but he was, I remember this cultist game. He was so focused for the rest of the game and trying to make the most out of this situation, even so. He salvaged it. He, he did salvage it a little bit. I mean, yes. even the position. He he did he did you know he did some some good stuff to recover but sadly you know it it wasn't enough but what can you do sometimes these these things happen and it's out of your control and that, that's the thing with TM sometimes it's like 
there's there's nothing stopping any player from like just screwing with you and you know if if that happens then you know it's 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 one of the the the, the downsides of the game maybe but you know every everything nothing's perfect so you just got to live with it and yeah and it's how you how you sort of manage that and yeah don't go too tilty yeah exactly yeah you know, a guy called Danny B comes up and triple hard dicks your hex right in the center in the first round. <laughs> what? what? What are you referring to? Weren't you the guy that uh, triple hard dick the uh, hex in the first round, SKS Magicians? Ah, oh, oh, the the blue, yeah, the center blue. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a re- no, no, that's that that's a reactive move. That's not a proactive move. It's yeah, not that, the yeah, 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 that, that, yeah. That's, that's a, fair. That, that, that's a reactive one. I'd rather I'd rather dig the gray. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks, guys. Anything else you want to ask, Super? Anything else? Not really. Thanks, guys, for coming in. Um, it was it was interesting talking to you and getting you know um, different opinion on the tournament. Um, yeah, I'm also curious how the the recordings of um, communication of particular teams go. Same. Same. I'm really looking forward to that. Thanks for having us. It was, yeah. it was pretty fun talking about it in a, in this kind of informal, friendly way. It, it was nice. Yep. Thanks a lot, guys, for that. If any if any of you wins uh, next fair to open, you might come again. So you should consider it. <laughs> I'll get I'll get over my hatred of Fire and Ice just just to get a, get a shot at this interview again. <laughs> <laughs> That's the spirit. <laughs> Uh, all right. See you later, guys. Uh, nice talking to you. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye. Hey, Super. Hey, Jerry. Again. How did you enjoy talking to Team Canada? It was really interesting, I thought. Oh, yeah, it was, definitely. Um, the the thing that already came to my mind is that um, those guys... I mean, I was pretty sure about it, but those guys just... Um, reminded me of the fact that this whole idea of international clash and team communication is mostly about, you know, having fun and listening to those guys, Danny B and Zorus, um, actually proving that they had fun um, is, I think, the most important thing in this whole endeavor, you know. Um, and I'm I'm really happy for uh, for them here, actually. Yeah, they are... They all seem they're all such nice guys. I think I knew that anyway, but listening to them talk about it was yeah. was really good and it sounds like they had a good time. Um so yeah, hopefully that was interesting for people to hear their thoughts. Hopefully. Um what do you think about, you know, asking other uh teams to join us here, share their thoughts on the tournament? Yeah, if any other teams do want to, it would be great to to hear from them. Um I've got some ideas of some other stuff to talk to people about but it would be really good to hear from the other clash teams maybe we could get european but any of the others if they wanted to come and talk about their experience in the tournament it would be really cool um yeah so what else is going on we're so we're talking the week after the clash and so i'm going to say to people that they should be looking to if you've got an ELO of above 350, you should be looking at the next series, the next season of the Fire 2 Open on Fire and Ice, because you could you could play against, well, you're not going to play against Danny by the sounds of it, but you could play against Zoras and you could play against some of the other great players. Um, are you are you entering, Super? The same. Um, I will try. I will be available for two days um, for the qualifiers. Although my, the last time it didn't go... Well, I played two games and I finished fourth in both of them. So um, I was pretty sure that all right. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna play in this season, um, that season. But maybe this time, you know, I will be a bit more lucky. Do you like Fire and Ice as a map? Um, not in particular. Mm, I'm pretty indifferent to it, actually. You know, I prefer other maps, but I've had some good games in Fire and Ice, so. As yeah. long as, you know, it's not whole arena season, it's just a couple of games, uh, one or two probably, during my qualifiers, and that's it. Uh, I'm all right with it. 
yeah nice nice well um yeah i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a go i think yeah i think it'll be the same to qualifier matches so i don't know you never know we might get drawn together oh oh with Zorus, maybe you know yeah that's the thing there's going to be some big names in there i i don't expect to qualify but i'll have a look i quite like fire and ice as a map i think it's i think it's maybe my favorite map actually so oh really all right i mean, i think bizzle just um mentioned in the discord channel that um there are like 76 people who registered for the qualifiers something like that so a reasonable chance so yeah anyone uh you can go to the there's a thread on board game geek which maybe i'll work out how to link to that if we release this i don't know and you can go there and register and i think you can register up until like the final day of qualifiers so there's no real rush yep um so do give that a look um okay so i am going to now try and work out how to edit all this stuff that we've just recorded i'm looking at audacity and feeling quite scared so i'm gonna go and do that now <laughs> good luck with that i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna be much of a help here Sorry. <laughs> okay um enjoy the rest of your weekend i'll speak to you soon super same to you good chatting with you have a good one